Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this 156th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's great to be with you. Our co-host, Amber Green, is back for this episode. We are happy to have her back and ready to rock for this show. We have a great episode planned for you all. We are so thrilled to have you with us. If this is your first episode, welcome. We hope you stick around. If you've been here before, thank you for coming back. And we are so happy to have each and every one of you. Uh, As always, we'd like to ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Of course, remind folks we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. All they have to do is look for us by name, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. If they're having trouble doing that, they can go to Google and search for us by name, or the easiest way is to simply enter in Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. We will pop right up. It's pretty simple. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318. That's Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. There I release live video episodes and other written content that you will not want to miss. All right, folks, we have an amazing episode planned for you. We have wonderful, wonderful political and social commentary. And this is going to be something that I've talked about kind of in the past with you one-on-one. But with Amber here, now part of the team, I wanted to discuss this with her, get her take on this, and kind of apply it to some new things that have been going on in the last, say, five to six months, because we are in a different world. Let's just... Let's just be honest with each other. We are definitely in a different world from where we were in the summer of 2020 or the summer of of 2019. We are basically on a different planet and things are so much different and how information is received, how information is put out is much different than it was just a year ago or two years ago, and it's really crazy. It's something that affects me. I I think that it probably affects all of you. It just depends on how you consume news, and this is one reason I wanted to talk to Amber about this, because I know that we consume things differently. So we're going to be talking about... Uh, what you're listening to and how you're listening to it and how those organizations are putting this out. And this affects us whether we're talking about national politics or the national news or state politics or the state goings-ons or local. I mean, heck, just a couple weeks ago, I was talking about this on a live video episode about how the local paper in Muncie, Indiana, the Star Press, doesn't really cover our local business in the city anymore. It covers local news in the county, but something is going on. There has been some kind of a change, and I've noticed this, and it's frustrating. It's really bothersome to me because I'm not a journalist, okay? What we do here is not journalism. We're not putting political or government news out there for you to consume. We are consuming the news or trying to consume news and then putting 
commentary out there, giving you our opinions and trying to help you shape your belief. So we're going to be talking about all of that. We're going to talk about the possibility of maybe we need to change. Maybe we don't need to change. We know we've talked about that in the past, but I want to get Amber's two cents. Before we do that, we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 156th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Chris. She's Amber. You guys are amazing. We'll be right back. Perception. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Folks, are you in the market for a new tattoo or body piercing? Then you need to check out Mr. Chad Jones and his crew at Abandon All Hope Tattoo and Body Piercing. They're located at 1716 North Wheeling Avenue, Suite 1 in Muncie, Indiana. Their phone number is 765-896-8985. You can find them on Facebook at Abandon All Hope Tattoo. Again, that's Mr. Chad Jones and crew at Abandon All Hope Tattoo and Body Piercing. Check them out today. All right, welcome back to work, folks. Episode 156, Amber and I are here, and we're going to be talking about uh, an issue that I've had, and I've talked to you guys about it in the past, but it was just when it was me talking to all of you. Now that Amber is here, I figured we could bounce this off of her and get her perspective, and that would give you guys more, a bigger picture, a rounder image of this, because I realize that Amber and I consume news in different ways. So, obviously... I'm not a journalist. We've covered that a lot in the past. I am a commentator. What we do here is commentary, political commentary, social commentary, and you all know that. I'm very upfront about that. I am not a journalist. Sometimes I break news, and I, I do my very best to, to, to do that in a truthful and factual manner. However, I am always more concerned about giving you my commentary and helping shape your opinion, and I do that with all the very best intentions. I have no ill will. I'm not out trying to take over the world. I'm just trying to make the political system that we all engage in, whether that be local, state, or national, or all three, better than what it was before I was involved, and so that's my spin. I'm trying to better government through citizen involvement, and this is the way that I have decided to be involved. In doing that, one of the things that I have to do is consume news, and I consume news from all various different sources. I consume news in regular mainstream ways like TV news, radio news. I also consume it through print journalism, newspapers and magazines, and various sources. That way, journals, I also consume it online, on social media, on websites. And I don't just look at the places that confirm my biases. I look at all various sources. I look at a broad spectrum of news media. I don't just listen to radio stations that I like and that I feel I'm comfortable with. I listen to various radio stations, and I try to get the broadest picture possible. So then I can decide if I want to talk about something, 
so I can be educated on an issue, because as we know, like I preach here, before we can be involved in something, we have to get educated on it. And that's how I like to try to approach this. One of the ways I've done that over the last several years has been listening to podcasts. There have been podcasts that I listen to that are or were just news related, just the facts, ma'am, straight down the middle news. There were podcasts that I listened to that had a left-leaning tint, that had a right-leaning tint, and then there were podcasts that I listened to that were fully bent over left or right, and I realized what they all were. I listened to podcasts that were commentary, podcasts that were just the headlines, and they all did their job and they all held my attention. But over the last several months, maybe since last July or August, I've realized that I'm having a hard time getting through even one episode, let alone I definitely don't want to binge any episodes anymore. And I noticed that that is something that's very strange because not just because I like news and like commentary and I love to listen to all of that stuff, but being a podcaster myself, I like to give back to other podcasts and I realize that, hey, I make money off of ads when people listen. I realize that other podcasters do the same and I like to try to throw back to my community because I hope and pray that they listen to me. And I appreciate each and every one of you that listens, and I think that you're all awesome for that. The problem I'm running into is these podcasts that I used to listen to just are not doing the same thing that they used to do. They are starting to let me down because they're not doing what they were originally designed to do. They have shifted. Now, they didn't announce that they were making a shift. They didn't say, hey, we're going from just news to straight commentary. Hey, we're looking at things through this lens only. They just slowly started doing it, and their bias started slipping into this. And this has caused me to run into a little bit of a crisis in that area because I don't understand why there isn't just this need anymore because apparently they are doing what their listeners want because they, like me, know what their numbers are and they are definitely bending to their audience. So that made me question, why are we as a people okay with this? Do we not want information that's just the information without spin? All of you listening to this, I know that you know you're listening to commentary, but where do you and how do you listen to news? So that was kind of my question for Amber, you know, basically just kind of starting out of the gate. How do you consume news? I don't watch it at all on the TV. We only have Netflix. Okay, so that's pretty commonplace in today's world. A lot of people are ditching cable, which with that comes a loss in their cable news. So you, along with lots of other people, are having to get news in various other ways, either the radio or online or in print. And But that's really pretty common in today's world, so that's kind of par for the course. I follow all of the near news stations like WTHR, Fox 59, um, oh, whatever the other one Wish is. Wish TV, CBS, yes. so all, all of like the indie um, stations. Yeah, um, 
I follow the Fort Wayne ones and the Chicago ones too, just cause that's like kind of our little bubble, mm-hmm. but they're all like, there's no, there's no headline anymore without an opinion or without a, like some type of way to skew it. Um, so it's, I, I rarely ever pay attention to it anymore. And I don't know, like, I don't even know if it's like, is it even possible to just report the news, like just report an event? Because most journalists these days are somewhere near my age. You know, most, most of the ones that I grew up with, like Scott Swan and Andrea Moorhead and, you know, like they're on their way out. If not already out. Sure. Um, and they're like, I'm sure these journalists are probably good people, but they're being pushed by an agenda that may not necessarily be theirs, but is kind of forced upon them if they want to keep their job Sure. and their notoriety. And I'm sure those things are probably kind of hidden into new contracts too. So I don't, I don't know that it's possible for anyone to just like, I'm Walter Cronkite and this is what happened. Right. Like, I don't think that's, I don't even think that's possible anymore. That's interesting. I really don't. That's interesting. Because I, you've like, it's, there's no way it's being taught that way, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, Oh yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I understand that you're, you didn't actually go to like journalism school. You don't have any like degree in journalistic, whatever, but I can't imagine that it's even with as opinionated as all universities are. Yeah. And as ingrained in the liberal agenda as media is, I can't imagine that, that it's even being taught from that standpoint. Well, see, that's obviously, obviously this is just opinion. Like, I'm I'm clearly not a journalism student, so this is just my my thought. But I I can't I I just can't think that it's being taught from a neutral standpoint. Well, so that that's a very interesting point because back in the time of Walter Cronkite and Edward R. Murrow and Mike Wallace and folks like that, you had people who went to school for journalism and did things in radio as radio announcers or radio journalists and then switched to, to television journalism as well. But you also had people who just like came out of the army and uh got a job because they needed to get a job and the radio or the television studio hired them and they became journalists through life experience and through following the footsteps of others and doing as they were told. And that was such a different time than what we have today where you have people in school, like you said, being taught a very specific agenda either by the professors or at the bent of the university. And that's, man, it's just, it's such a different time than it was back in the 40s, 50s, uh, 60s, and 70s. But now, I mean, almost unless lightning strikes, in order to get a job doing something for radio, for television, or for a newspaper, you have to have a degree, maybe even an advanced degree. I feel like it's because they don't really value life experience anymore, which they should, because a reporter is experiencing life 
life and reporting on life. So life experience should come into play. It's almost like they want that indoctrination that the kids are shoehorned into before they can be hired. They need to go through that at the university. They need to get that during an internship, and then they can be hired. They would never just hire somebody who is good at writing or good at reporting and has the life experience to put them in at the position they need to be that kind of thing is long gone and and look let's not be stupid the people back then had opinions they just valued their job and what their job was for and they didn't include their opinion as a part of the news they knew they would get fired there were standards you know it was a different time now Every news story, like we've said, has some kind of opinion right there at the very word go. It's like that's what it's all about now, you know? Well, and back like back then, dare I say this, <laughs> makes me kind of nervous, the government was relatively okay with people forming their own opinions. Okay, okay, I see what now, you're saying. Now they're not. Right. We want you to think the way we are telling you to think, because if you think this way, you will vote for us. Right. I I feel like that is I feel like that's very safe, and I think that that falls on both lines. I think I feel like that absolutely happens. I think you're exactly correct. I feel like that's a safe thing to say. And uh, we and 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 they don't want us to be able to to find anything that differs from that, like. We're going to blow up this story with so much fluff and we're going to put it on social media where it will then get fact checked. That way you don't have to do any research for yourself. Right. Right. Because, they don't want you to. that could be dangerous. Right. That's that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, and, and you were talking about the headlines earlier. That might have been right before we were recording, maybe just a second ago even, too. But you were talking about, how, you know, how the the headlines have opinion in it. And, and that's because they know that most of the people are not going to click and read what's in the body of the article or, or, or the piece or, or, or the link, they realize that that headline is what's going to give that person that information. The big headline that I can point to that demonstrates this is the whole, the Georgia Republicans don't want to give voters in line food or water, that they are hearkening back to a Jim Crow era style of voter suppression, all because they wanted to shore up some voting laws that if you take just a second to read and read the body of any of these articles and understand how voting works in any of the other states in the United States of America, you would realize that all Georgia is doing is becoming like we are here in the state of Indiana, or they are in Kentucky, or Ohio, or Michigan, or Colorado, that the laws are the same. All they're doing is saying candidates can't provide food or water while voters are in line. You can't do that here in the state of Indiana. Your, your son can bring you food or water. 
I, as a volunteer, could bring you food or water, but they don't want me, as candidate Bilbrey, running for governor, to bring you a bottle of water and say, here you go, vote for me. And the bottle of water has a big a, a big wrapper on it that says, vote for Bilbrey. That's called electioneering, and it's illegal everywhere. It has nothing to do with racism. It has nothing to do with Jim Crow, and it's insane that that has been the narrative. But that has been the narrative because that's what the headlines would say, and nobody bothered with reading the actual articles or the actual laws, and that is insane to me. People started boycotting Georgia, and and Hollywood isn't going to film in Georgia anymore, which they used to film in Georgia a lot because of various tax incentives. They film a lot of movies in Georgia. People don't realize that. But Hollywood was going to stop doing that, and big stars weren't going to be on films in Georgia. And the baseball, Ameri- the American Baseball League, uh, what, whatever that is, I, I don't even know what, that's how much I follow sports. Uh, the whatever Americans, whatever, baseball, uh, wasn't going to have their like all-star game or, or some various big, big game that they were going to have down there they they moved it to colorado because they were protesting this law off of headlines and off of this spin when in actuality what georgia did was just put themselves in the same category that for example the state of indiana is in we have the same laws on the books that, that everybody was going crazy on in Georgia. And that is a candidate running for office cannot walk up to line and hand you a bottle of water with a wrapper on it that says, vote for Christopher Bilbrey for mayor. Now, Christopher Bilbrey, citizen that's working the polls, could take my shirt off and could walk up and hand somebody a Dasani water, and there would be nothing wrong with that. But I can't walk up as a candidate and say, hello, because I'm now in the chute. See, I have to stay 50 feet away from the, the poll book. And that can has you, always... Can you throw waters? Well, sure, (laughs) absolutely, but it can't say, it can't say vote for Bilbrey on the side of it. That's the thing. You you get it? You can't give gifts. Even if you're throwing it. Even if you're throwing it. Even if you're throwing it, and, and that those are those same laws. You've you've went and voted before, and you know how the people are standing outside, passing out fingernail files, matchbooks, and candy. Here is my PSA to those poll workers. Which, yep. by the way, I was one when I was like under twenty. Um. The the shitty, tiny, little Tootsie Rolls, those are not going to sway me, people. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Do not hand me Tootsie Rolls and Grandma's little hard candy strawberries. Yes, right. <laughs> you want to make an impression in the voter line, you make an impression like you do on Halloween, and you get those king-size yep. Reese cups. Yep, yep, yep. There was a politician that did that, <laughs> that, that handed out big-size candy bars. Now, I'm not saying that I will be swayed by a king size right. Reese cup, but I am much more likely to be swayed by a king size Reese cup than I am by a tiny Tootsie Roll and a bottle of water. 
That's hilarious. Well, the other thing is the the items that you give can't be over a certain dollar amount. Again, the point of the the point of this is so you don't have what's called electioneering, you know, while someone's at the booth. You know, the candidate can't walk you to the booth and be like, "Hey, vote for me. Uh, here is this uh, seven course meal." that I've prepared for you and the utensils <laughs> have vote for Bilberry and the, you know, the it seared into the steak is vote for Bilberry. You know, that's the point of all of that. That's not racist. It's got nothing to do with, with Caucasians or it's got nothing to do with, with black people. It's got nothing to do with Mexicans or Muslims or, or, or whoever. It's just common sense. You want the people who are standing in line to have their mind made up while they're standing in line and to not be swayed by someone at that point. That doesn't stop volunteers from handing out water. If your 85-year-old grandmother standing outside in the hot sun, you know, it doesn't stop you from taking her a water bottle or for her to have her little tumbler and have her, you know, whatever she's got in it, in it to to make sure that she is able to make it to the door. There's nothing wrong with that. But the headline, I mean, you you heard about all that, didn't you? Had you heard about all that craziness in Georgia? It went on for months. I mean, yeah, but it's been, I've slept since then. Well, okay. Now, it's because it's kind of died down. And see, that's went away. But what happened was it died down while everybody was at this fever pitch. Everybody was at the most extreme crazy. And everyone thought that the Republicans were just being racist. And then it was allowed to go away with everyone still feeling like that. Nobody ever corrected the record. And so all of these people that read these headlines and thought, wait a minute, this isn't right. They still think that even though that clearly wasn't the case then and it's not the case now but that bell's already been rung and that's the point i think behind those biased headlines because they realize that kind of shit's gonna happen and i want people to know that i don't ever want to do that even here in with the commentary i always want to be as factual as as i possibly can and that has always led me to the question for the listeners what would you rather get here you know do you really 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 appreciate the commentary or would you like more news just the facts down the center stories and and aspects now look i understand what the listeners like i understand what episodes the listeners listens to i see all of the numbers and get all of the matrix of every aspect of every show how many people listen to each episode all the way through how many people listen 20 minutes in how many people listen 40 minutes in it shows me all of that and and we're doing fantastic here so that would lead me to believe believe people are happy with what they are getting. That being said, I understand how frustrated I am, and so that always just brings me back to that question. Would you be more and better served by not hearing my thoughts or my opinions and just or Amber's or anybody else's and just listening to well, today X, Y, and Z I th- happened. I thought you were really onto something there by just saying not hearing yours. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> we're going to be flooded in. <laughs> that's they're going to say absolutely shut up. Uh, yeah, no, you're that's a very good possibility. But that's so that has something that has pl- has 
plagued me forever. And I have talked about this in episodes before in various ways, but I've always done it by myself. And so I thought it would be interesting to talk talk to you because one, I know that you don't consume news the same way that I do, you know, and I like that. It's not like I wish that you did. I, I you know, I know that people out there consume news in various different ways. I know that there are listeners that consume news the way that I do, and I know that there are listeners that consume news the way that you do. And so it's good to have both of those perspectives. And the reason that all of this, there's two big reasons that all of this came into my mind and that that really have been kind of playing in my heart and my mind is because one, I've been dissatisfied by the podcast that I listen to. I seem to never finish a podcast. I'll start to click on a podcast, I'll listen, and it'll lose my attention within the first 10 or 15 minutes, and I click off. And I hate that because I used to be able to listen to podcasts all the way through. I used to have dedicated podcasts that I listened to every week, like like we have listeners here that do. And, you know, I hate that, that they have made that change. And I don't, you know, it happened, it happened subtly. You know, I didn't notice it while it was happening, but now I'm here and, and I have noticed it now. All right, I think this is a good place to take our second break. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we're going to be talking about this other subsect of people who are in the media or in the quote-unquote news business or commentary business that have blown up in the last four, five, or six months. And these are the people that I really, really hate. They're out here absolutely just telling bullshit, selling pipe dreams, fairy tale dreams, and people are eating it up. It's these people that I consider grifters, con men, and women who are telling people that Donald Trump's going to ride back in any moment and take his rightful place at the throne of America, and all of the Democrats are going to be hauled off to jail, and we're going to be witnessing it all on military TV, and the power's going out, and all of this craziness that I don't understand how or why people are, are, are eating this up, and why these people who are telling people, their listeners, each and every day, fake bullshit that is not based in reality, all of this crap, and these people are eating it up, hundreds of thousands of people each and every day, and I just cannot wrap my mind around it. We'll be talking about that on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 156th episode of Perception is Reality. We'll be right back. Friends, are you looking for that great cup of coffee to get you started in the morning? Then I'm telling you, you need to check out the folks at Fruit of the Bean Coffee at fruitofthebeancoffee.com. Look, folks, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a coffee drinker, but producers Kate and Niles, they are, and they got some of this coffee from fruitofthebeancoffee.com, and it's magnificent. They open that coffee up, and it just wafts out into the air, and I tell you the smell alone is able to just do the job wake you up in the morning get you ready to go and give you what you need i'm not a big coffee drinker myself but for the folks out there that are and i know that there are you folks that are big coffee drinkers quit going down to the place with the green awning and spending all of your money there because you can instead 
go to fruitofthebeancoffee.com and buy the best coffee in the world that will do the job and you can feel comfortable in knowing that a part of those proceeds will go to a great cause because the people at Fruit of the Bean Coffee like to give portions of their proceeds to stop sex trafficking and human trafficking around the world which is a major problem in today's age. So my friends, check out Fruit of the Bean Coffee at fruitofthebeancoffee.com. Enter promo code PERCEPTION for 25% off today. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. All right, folks, we're back. Episode 156, the back half of the show. Amber and I are talking about news and journalists, commentators, and maybe craving a simpler time, a better time, an easier time, a time when we understood that what was being packaged for us was factual information. You know, it wasn't too many years ago that fake news became a thing, all right? Now, well before that, news already started taking severe bends, either left or right, and you had to really kind of watch out for what you were getting and verifying if it was true or not. You know, that's something that's been around for quite some time. Obviously, with social media, things have become so much more difficult. When anybody can write down anything at any time and pass it as information that they heard from so-and-so, or I know this because I've got the inside track, or my brother's cousin's sister's uncle is Joe Biden, or is sleeping with Donald Trump, or is sleeping with Donald Trump's nephew's brother's cousin's maid, something like that, and everybody seems to be able to get you that inside information, and, and Sometimes they're doing it because they want to be important. Sometimes they want to skew information. Sometimes they're being funny or they're trolling. There's various reasons that people do this. Something that has really started griping my ass in the last several months have been these people that have realized, hey, with a cell phone and a half-decent microphone... I can set up shop and start a show. Now, look, I understand. I did that very same thing. But I try to push forward information that is factual, that is based in in reality, that is based in research and news, and that I have experience in. I wouldn't ever come on here and tell you how to build a rocket ship or talk to you about chemistry or, you know, something crazy like that. I wouldn't come on here and give you the podcast on how to deal with life insurance because I, I don't have expertise in that field. I talk to you about politics because I have some expertise in this field. Well, there are these people that have popped in to the ether, I guess, for various reasons, wanting to tell people about how they have this inside information. It's all part of the 
Q anonymous type situation where they're getting this inside information about Donald Trump and how he is still maybe not the president, but he's the commander in chief and he's going to be taking back power soon. And I think it's all a con game. I feel like they're all out here to make a name for themselves. They're all out here to sell merchandise. And it's rather sickening because people are eating this stuff up. While I have fantastic numbers, and I love each and every one of you, and I'm so thankful for every one of you that listens, okay, I don't have five and six and seven and 800,000 people listening, Okay, we're in the uh, tens of thousands. All right, we're not in the two, four, six, eight, nine hundred thousand people listening to each and every episode. But these people that are out here peddling crap, and that's all it is, has you know two million views an episode, and they're just talking out their ass, and I don't understand that at all. And so I hate to tell you to go look at these people because I don't think that people should be following these people. But I also feel like this is part of education. If we can understand what these people are doing, we can maybe learn to combat it. So if you get a chance, very warily, go take a look at Facebook or YouTube pages, the Frog News Network or... Patriot Street Fighter with Scott McKay, and listen to the nonsense that these people are peddling. And if somebody has an answer as to why people buy this, please let me know because I don't. The only thing I can say is I think it might be that these people are hopeful and they feel that even though these people are talking out their ass, they are maybe selling them some hope. I mean, I think you 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 said it right there. People don't want to hear the truth. <laughs> like, in in news, in their personal life, right. in their professional life, people just don't want to hear it, like right. ever. And then if you if you say it, you're a mean girl, or you're the B word, or you're the D word. If you're a guy, like people just don't want to hear the truth. That's all there. That's all it boils down to. Right. Like. Right. Uh, well, uh, so yeah. okay. So, like, I mean, let's. And this is really scary, and bad. But it's it's just like imagine if John Doe goes into his doctor and he's got cancer. You know, nobody likes to hear that. But do you want the doctor to come back in and say, uh, "Hi, you have cancer, and this is really scary and bad." But here's how we can treat this, or try to treat it, or fight it, or try to fight it. Or do you want the doctor to come back in and say, oh, it was just indigestion, you've got a little bit of gas, you're going to be okay, and send you home, and here you are, you know, blood coming out of all your orifices, and you're like, oh, it's just gas, everything's going to be all right. You know, like... Well, when it comes, I mean, when it comes to physical issues, people want to hear the truth. Uh, well, sure, right, I, but, right, it's right. It's, it's when it's not physical. It's when... Your habits are toxic, or your oh, I, I mean, there's so many different things. Like, what does that get you? But, but okay, so to me, the reason I bring up the cancer aspect of it is because if you if you don't get the right information on that, 
Well, that only leads one way, okay? So let's let's look at it this way. If you're if you if you work a job and your performance sucks because I, let's just say for example, um you work at like a mall security, okay? You're a mall security officer. And hey, all Paul day Blart. long, what? I said, okay, Paul Blart. Absolutely. Well, okay. And so all day long, Paul Blart, instead of walking the beat in the mall, is making tweets. And let's say Paul Blart has lots and lots of followers on Twitter. And he's not really doing his job, but he's a social media star. You know, wouldn't you want your boss to come to you instead of saying, hey, you're doing a really fantastic job, or your friend's saying, you're doing a really fantastic job when you're not really, and the mall's getting ready to fire you. Wouldn't it be better if they came to you and said, hey, you know, we've noticed you're not really doing your damn job anymore. You need to get your head out of your ass and start doing your job. And maybe that can change you, and it can help you, and you can quit, you know, being a, a... a Twitter or a TikTok or whatever, and you can get back to your job, but that puts you, that corrects your path. To me, I understand it's not the same as death, and I, I please understand that. I'm just saying. Well, but what if, what if that same employer, instead of wanting to fire you, <laughs> is actually giving you overtime because you can't get your work done because? You're posting so many tweets. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Because that's that's how life seems to work. Right, (laughs) you're right. For the vast majority of people, I mean, except for like that one, oh, that one TikTok cop. I can't remember his name, but the one that that dogged LeBron. Oh yes, yeah. Remember that one? The uh, that his employer, you know, decided to be Billy Badass. Yeah. And put him on leave. And he ends up getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on his GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay, maybe we'll bring you back to work now. (laughs) Did, Did they, did they, did they take him back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I like, assumed that he would be a he would he, he would out of that would would build a uh, talk radio show or he would be a commentator on a on a news channel. I figured his life was set from that point forward. So is he now? Did they take him back? I, I never saw what happened there. Yeah, they took him back, but he also announced that he has a book deal coming. <laughs> Jesus! Like by I think he said by the end of. 2021 which i mean that's pretty fast to put a book out i'm not an author but that seems that seems pretty quick to me ah uh, yes yes i just but i mean more power to him like i i kind of have to re- honestly i have to respect both him and his employer like if it if there was something that stated that he should not be you know posting opinions yeah while in uniform or you know, being on a personal social media while representing the badge. And I believe he was actually like an officer of rank. I think he was actually like a town marshal or something yeah, like yeah, that. I could yeah. be wrong. Um, but if I respect both sides, honestly. Like his his employer backpedaled real fast. But if that's what the rules say, that's what the rules say. So, I'm, I mean, good on them for keeping him accountable and 
good on him for getting away with it. But you say, you know, should the employer be honest with Paul Blart and tell him, hey, if you keep this shit up, we're going to fire you. Yeah, they should. But literally no one does that anymore. Employer or employee. Right. Because nobody likes the truth. Instead, somehow in the, the workforce, 40 minus 12 equals 55. <laughs> right. And that, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, so, but to me, I, I, I think that just shows what's, what's wrong. I don't know. I guess people are okay with that, but yet people complain about how things are going. So it's like somehow we have to be able to correct that ship. We need to get back to where the truth. So I was, you're talking about, we need to get back. I was watching, I like true crime stuff. Okay. I know that has nothing to do with what we're talking no. about, but if I'm like sitting at home folding laundry, that's what I'm watching. Okay. And I was watching the documentary on Netflix. It's on Netflix right now about the son of Sam, the, the killer, you know? Oh, oh and, yes. Okay. Yes. And there are ton in this documentary, there are tons of old news clips from when the son of Sam was, was active and man, the bluntness in people. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Can we get back to that? Like, so, you know, if you don't know anything about son of Sam, quick thing, he went after brunettes with long hair. And so they're interviewing, and I think it was in like the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, yeah. David Berkowitz. So, so hair was a big thing then, you know, and they're interviewing these women in New York and they're like, so have you, have you gone to get your hair cut? And, and they interview a stylist at one point and she says, well, I've had a lot of women come in and, and want their hair cut, even if it, even if it's very unbecoming on them. And I'm like, oh my God, can you imagine if a stylist said that on the news today? Oh yeah. Like, holy shit. Right. Right. People would lose their minds that a stylist, you know, a professional has the opinion to say, "Mm, I don't think this would be the best style on you because that would be offensive. Oh, yeah, that's right, 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 right. Absolutely. So it and and they're like, you know, when they catch him, the mayor walks off the the TV screen after congratulating the police department, which, by the way, that right there would never happen today. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But he walks off screen, and while the news reel is still going, he hands the police chief $500 and says, give him drinks. Give who drinks? The police officers? Yes. Oh, wow. Like, like, drinks on me, boys. And, And they talk about how... Well, no wonder Berkowitz wanted to kill these people. He wasn't much of a looker. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Like, do I think that's why he killed people? Absolutely not. Right, right. No, no, no. Right. Sure, sure. <laughs> but but just, just watching that and realizing how much we were allowed to say, even as little as 50 years ago, like, 
what has happened? What has happened? Where, why has honesty become so offensive? Interesting. See, that's, that's so it's almost like, who do we blame? Is, is it so, so now, now taking that back to, to, to the, my, my quest for wanting to know what people want, I guess, from, from, you know, their news or how they, how they, how they get information like this. So is it the fault of the people in the schools and, and in the, you know, at the star press and at, at, at CNN and Fox news and wish TV and, and other news organizations, or is it our fault as consumers for allowing them to do us this way? Is this just what we've accepted and what we want? It's very much like that. You know what you're saying there with the truth, you know, that used to be appreciated and it's not anymore. We're more concerned about, uh, you know, not being offended and and overly you know taxed in in something that we might not want to hear or might not be pleasant that we force these people to then baby us and coddle us and tell us information that is not correct so i mean it, it almost becomes a which came first the chicken or the egg situation because i truly believe if we all just said hey wait a minute we don't like this and we want what we want if we pushed for this if people actually gave a shit that's the thing is so little people out there give a shit and are actually willing to to voice their dissatisfaction you know you're a very blunt person you in, in all range of topics you will vocalize what your opinions are but so little people do that that you know, for those of us out here that are like that, when we find people who do that, it's so refreshing because it's like, oh God, there's like a kindred spirit. There's somebody, whether oh, yeah. or not I agree with what you say or not, like I, I love that you've got the balls to do that. And you know, that, that you're willing to, to say what, what, what's on your mind or whatever, whether I agree or not, like, I'm like, okay, I can, I can get that. But so few people do that. I think, so I think part of that is, is like personality because I've, I've always been like that. I mean, even when I was young, I remember getting in trouble like for, for talking back or for saying something to an adult, like the adult is always right, even though I knew damn well they weren't. Um, so I think part of that is just personality and it's just been there. But even like, even myself who is, outspoken and opinionated and does not like to be a rug. I still think we in general, like everyone has been conditioned to water themselves down. And some people just give themselves more water than others. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. Cause I'll catch myself. Like I've been sending a lot of emails lately for the store, been okay. looking for quotes for this, looking for quotes for that. And I'll catch myself. And I, I even remember doing this when I was emailing a lot in corporate America, I'll catch myself saying, if you could, you know, dot, dot, dot. And saying instead of, instead of actually making it a statement, like, can you please do this? Right. And I have to go back and undo it. Or if you have a chance, instead of saying, when you have a chance, can you please send me, this, 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 
Like I catch, it's those little things that we've just been conditioned to do. And it, it discredits your professionalism. First of all, it discredits my professionalism uh, when I allow myself to speak that way. And it waters you down. Like, just say what you want. Like, please send me the quote by, you know, Friday at 5 p.m. Instead of, oh, if you get it done, can you have it to me by Friday at 5 p.m.? Is that okay? Do you see how different that sounds? Right. But we've all been conditioned to that. Right. Even even the most blunt people like you and me, like sure. I still catch myself doing shit like that. Right. And it's... It's because we're always so like we as a society are just so scared. Like, am I going to step on their toes? Are they going to take that the wrong way? Well, who gives a shit if they take it the wrong way? That's on them. Right, right, right. But it's hard to get yourself. It's hard to untrain your mind to get away from that. It, it, it is. Sorry, that was my little tangent. No, no, uh, no. I, I mean, I think that I think that is a good point that that that, you know, that that people are like that and it's it's look <clears throat> i get the idea of this not being my world or not being your world you know this is my world and you all just live in it or this is your world and we all just live in it and that we're part of a society and we're all trying to fit in and we're all trying to go about this life in the most pleasant way possible. I understand that. I get that. But what I don't, uh, and I, I get <clears throat> the need to try and be, be, I, I guess, appealing. You know, I mean, okay, if you've got a business and you're just, you know, someone's, you know, if my, my dad had had a business and my dad was just a raging dick. You know, and he had a bunch of bitch people that worked for him, and and they were all dicks and treated people like shit. Well, very soon he probably wouldn't have had a business, right? But, but you can be you can be assertive, yeah, without being a dick, right? Sure, that's that. But but how? But being assertive a lot of times. Okay, let's apply that to 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 the news. So if you're some, you're you're going to get more clicks and likes if you tell people what they want, versus if you're assertive and you know the facts and you're going to tell them facts and hey, look, I know this is not what you necessarily want to hear, but this is what happened. You're well, maybe not yeah. going to get so many clicks or so many likes. How do we are? Like, it seems like so many of these questions that we talk about, the answer is like, oh, it's just broken. We, I don't think we can ever get back. Is there a way to fix this? Or do you think this is just where we are? This is the evolution of being human. I think it's, I really don't know. Like, it's going to take some, the almighty power of the like is going to have to get less important. Yeah. Because we all know that, Facebook specifically has an algorithm and that algorithm has to do with how many clicks, mm. how many comments, how many shares. That's how you get it to show up more. And if I just post 
two people killed in Indianapolis today. Right. That'll get some comments and some shares and some likes. And I, you know, I don't mean like literally, but if I post, you know, quarreling gangs kill two people kill two black people from Chicago with, you know, I don't know. Like you just have to add things to it to, to get more. And if, especially if you add something that will get the comment section arguing. Sure. That's how it, that's how they know it's going to get boosted. If you can clearly make your headline divisive, you know that comment section is going to blow up and that's going to get more views. Sure, sure. I saw one the other day and it it's old. It wasn't anything like by our local news, but it was it was something like 14-year-old girl stabs young man after he tried looking up her skirt. Oh yeah. I I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And and somebody commented on it or somebody edited it, edited it and said, that's an awfully odd way to say 14-year-old girl stabs would be attacker in self-defense. Yeah, defends herself from attack. I saw that too. Did you post that? No, I didn't. Okay, I saw that very same thing, and I saw that but yeah, exact it's, it's comment. yeah, that kind of thing. Or when it's, you know, police action shooting lately, white cop kills criminal, or, well, you can't say criminal in headlines anymore, kills victim fleeing scene. When in all actuality, you know, it's it's a white cop that, shot someone who led them on a 80 mile high speed chase through downtown and wrecked into multiple vehicles. Right. Like, and no, I'm not referencing the one from here. That's because here they actually reported it accurately, but it's that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like right. They, they, they purposely add things or purposely leave things out. So they know people will argue. Sure. Sure. And, and and that drives that drives traffic to their to their headline to their site. When they do that that because yep. that that did you ever participate in the old forums on the Star Press online like in 2008 2009? Did you ever take part oh, in any of that? Absolutely not. I was like 21 years old, Bill Bree. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <clears throat> That's ridiculous. No, I do remember, though, I do remember when the Star Press, like when, when commenting on the Star Press on Facebook first became a thing. Mm -hmm. I do remember, like, thinking, oh, this is, this kind of get interesting real quick. I'll tell you, and, and I know I've said it, I know I've said it on here before, but I, I, I have to say it again. 
I know that in my heart of hearts, this is what has led people down the path to being where we are now and being how how everything is. Because when it first came along, everyone said, absolutely, do not ever tell anyone online your name ever. You know, you you hide behind the screen name. You hide behind this am- anonymity. You know, hide behind this made-up name of, of letters or, or your football team, you know, uh, Colts lover or, you know, big truck lover or, or whatever, you know, uh, whatever your name was. Oh, yeah, like AOL, AOL username. AOL, AOL that's username. Em- that's embarrassing. Absolutely. Oh, yes. My Mine first, I, I had one that was uh, Rock 11 and I had one that was uh, Big Truck 11 were my AOL, AOL or AIM names. And on the uh, when the Star Press things came on at the time, I had left the police department and worked in the prosecutor's office. And it was when the whole Mark McKinney, Sharon McShirley battle was going on. Uh, and I went under the name Sir Robert Peel. Uh, and uh, had long, long battles with Doug Walker and Keith Roisden um, oh, yes. from the Star Press and would fight them uh, many, many, many times a day. Sir Robert Peel is the father of modern policing. He was the um, head of the London Metropolitan Police Department. That's why London police officers are called Bobbies or... Police officers in Ireland are called peelers. Uh, just a little fun trivia fact there. Um, but I went under the name Sir Robert Peel, and I went on there and said a bunch of stuff that I would not have said under Christopher Bilbury. And so people get trained to do that. And then all of a sudden, Facebook is a thing, and Twitter is a thing, and you you have to post your your name. So after 10 years of knowing that you could go to the computer screen and type virtually anything that you wanted to type, now when you type it, you're doing it from your name. But you've already been trained that you can do that, and you realize that that screen is safety. So now, now we can say whatever the hell we want to say behind our name. And we can because be engaged still, without being engaged. Because you're still behind a screen. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I... Ugh. I don't know. I don't... And it's it's hard, like, part of me wanted to be like, oh, well, we should, we should ask journalists if this is possible. Well, they're not going to say that because they're making money on making it not possible. So... There's like no, there's no way to turn. Like this is this would be great. It, one of those great times where you could be like, hey, who, who, what person from history would you would you like to sit down and have a conversation with? Okay, Walter Cronkite, let's go. How do we go back to reporting the news the way you did? Right. Now, personally, if you want my opinion, ha ha. I don't think. I don't think we would do well at that. I know I would not do well at that because it would be, I mean, I mean, I guess we'd be able to record a whole lot easier because we'd be done in like five seconds. Right, 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 right. right. Well, sure. No. And, and look, I mean, that's, that's 
that's the other thing is small outfits like like this, people who are not CNN. I mean, you know, part of what makes me good on the local level is I'm able to drive to Anderson and file a records request. And I'm able to go in there and look at these people in the face and talk to them. And, and I have the, their, their cell phone numbers and I, I don't have a problem to call up the mayor of Anderson, or I don't have a problem to text Dan Ridenow or the mayor of Muncie, or I don't have a problem to walk into the Winchester city council meeting. And I can do that. I, I can't, however, easily get to California. If there's some kind of big protest because Biden did something, you know, it's, it's harder for me to do that. Yes. I can send them record request. Yes. I could look for this or that, but it's it's a little bit harder, and when you know when when CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or or the Washington Post or the New York Times or People Magazine can send reporters out everywhere and and have reporters in various communities on hand to do that, it's easier for them to collect that information. They they do what I do locally. You know, so locally, it's easier to get that information. But I, I feel like, from my point of view, I try to want to push the paper to do what it needs to do. Like, one of my big things here is, locally speaking, the, the, the Star Press has not covered the goings-on inside a Muncie City Council meeting in nearly two months. But the star press doesn't know the difference between there, there and there. <laughs> right. 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 No, that's, and they, and then they proved that for like the 15th time today. <laughs> so I, every time I get one of their automated call, well, not automated, but one of their like telemarketer calls. Right. She, she the last time she seriously kept saying, but what if I did, but what if I did, and I wanted to be like, you know what? Stop offering me less money and start knowing the difference between there, there, and there. And I might consider your offer. Right. <laughs> right. What did they say? I didn't say that to her oh. because I know she's not Good. the editor. It's not her. Yeah, it's not their fault. Yeah, right. But I'm like, I am absolutely not giving you money. Oh, God. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, that's it. the Star Press is a horrible newspaper. They, they, they don't... <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about them. I'm not going to say anything more about them. They are the failure that everyone knows them to be. Okay, so before we wrap everything up to kind of get back on track where we were and to, to bring it to an end, um, look, I, I, of course, as we've stated, didn't go to school for journalism, all right? So I'm not knocking people that do. Because if you want to break into the industry, that's what you have to do. For me, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. I'm doing what I love and what I'm good at. And I didn't have to go to journalism school for that. Now, I'm also not a journalist because I didn't go to journalism school. Yes, in 2021, anyone can be a journalist with a camera and a typewriter. Or a typewriter. Listen, <laughs> I said a typewriter. A laptop. Anybody can be a journalist with a, uh, a cell phone uh, that takes pictures, obviously. Oh, my God. I have just bombed this all completely. Anyone can be a journalist with a phone and a laptop or a recorder, you know, or, or a, a microphone. Anyone can do all of that. 
that's what I wanted to do, and we kind of just marched toward each other, this podcast and I. That's kind of what happened. We were we were forced together, and I do it well, and people listen. You know, if numbers weren't good, if people weren't listening, maybe there would be a need to change things up. I feel no need to change this up, and I have no intention on doing that. But I do feel like we have to be able to demand a change in various aspects of what we call media, and we have to be able to stand together to do that. As far as I'm concerned, this is no different than wanting change at City Hall or wanting change at the State House or wanting change at Congress or in the White House. We can stand up and demand this, okay? So I promise you to continue doing what we're doing here as long as you all are going to listen. You guys are listening. We're going to provide you with the content that you're listening to and that you want to hear. As a thank you to you, we will do that. If you want us to go in a different way or you want us to look at various other aspects of things, let us know. But until then, we're going to do what we're good at here. But at that same time, I feel like we should demand others to do what they're supposed to be good at. They're the ones that went to school for it. We no longer want bias in the straight-down-the-middle journalism. We want to be able to count on those people for what it is. I'm just afraid we're not ever going to be able to get back there. Which means what we have to do is be vigilant. You can't just read one headline and not read the article. You can't just read one article. You can't just hear one 6 o'clock news story and say, well, that's, that's it, that's it. There's nothing else there. You have to be vigilant and you have to be willing to look at a story from all angles, from all sides. And you have to be able or willing to look at things from different angles. And when somebody tells you this has happened, you know, you need to look into that. If a headline tells you this is happening, maybe you need to read it from a couple different sources to, to verify. And, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe everybody's happy the way it is. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm unhappy with how things are. And that, you know, I guess that very well could be. It just, I mean, to me, I just, I, it sucks. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can only see it getting worse from here. I, I definitely don't see it getting better. And I, I don't know how, I don't know. I would be very interested to hear what people think about this. If, you, if you're interested in sending a message in and, and letting us know, definitely do that. I would, <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in how people consume information as well. And and maybe what what your go to sources are as well. You know, you you what what are your top three places, either online on radio or on TV, to watch or, or listen or read. You know, maybe your newspapers. If some people just read local, some people read. You know, national newspapers. I don't know. I just I. I I feel like it's a problem, and I see it's a problem. I just maybe everybody else doesn't. I don't know. Well, very good. What about the business? Everything going good there? Are you still looking at the same opening date? Still hopeful for the beginning of July. 
Fantastic. And where can people find you? The business page is Fate Style Studio on both Facebook and Instagram. And my page, as always, is Amber Green. Well, very good. Ladies and gentlemen, you know how to get in contact with me. You can text or call the studio line at 765-546-9796. You can email me at khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or you can access me on Facebook at Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook and Facebook Messenger. Until next time, remember to ask questions and make sure that you know what you're listening to. If it doesn't sound right, double check it. Even if it does sound right, double check it. We have to be willing to ask questions. We have to be as educated as the people who are doing this if we want to have a hope at changing things. Because let's face it, folks, we're not living in the same world that we were just two years ago. Look at the summer of 2019 and look at this summer and ask yourself if you thought we would be where we are. This world doesn't look anything like the summer of 2019. We are in a completely different plane of existence. And if you are not happy with where we are and you want to have a part in changing it, you can do that. But it's going to take getting educated and it's going to take getting active And then it's going to take bettering the government through your citizen involvement. Bettering government through citizen involvement, whether we're talking about the national government, the state governments, or the local governments. We can do it, but we have to do it together. All right, folks, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Until then, take care of one another. Be safe. God bless. Bye. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.